Hello, my name is Guy. And I'm Matt. And this is the second series of How to Listen To. Hi, and welcome to the show. My name's Guy. And I'm Matt. And this is season two, episode one, if you like, or episode... 14, DOS. 15, something oh, like that. That's two, isn't overall. It? Yeah, DOS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's, know any that's other continental, that is. That's continental, that is. That's uh, that, that language we voted against. Um, uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. Welcome back. It's been a little while, Matt. Yes, it has. What have we been doing since season one? Um, I've pretty much trained for a marathon. Yeah. And I haven't. There so let's move on. Um, I've, I've changed jobs. I've done more things as well. Yeah, you've done more I've, things. You've done loads of things. I've got a list. <laughs> You're always doing things. And that's one of the many things I don't like about you. Um, today, we're talking about a band we really like. That's true. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Talking Heads. Wowzers. They're Wowzers. pretty awesome, aren't they? It's a big one. Should we? It is a big one, actually, isn't it? And when I was doing my research about it, you realise... Research. They don't have a load of great platinum records they don't have loads of number one hits or anything like that but it sounds cliched but the influence and they still nobody sounds like them exactly they are ace balls ace balls well he's pulled out an ace balls this early on in season two exactly this is how good this band is um let's start at the start (laughs) oh yeah you're clever you are we're talking about talking heads they are david byrne uh chris france tina weymouth and after a little while, a chap called Jerry Harrison. Now, did you know that David Byrne was born in Scotland? I did. In like, I was going, it's not Aberdeen. Was it Aberdeenshire? That's Dumbarton. Dumbarton, was it? Dumbarton. Yeah, and then moved to Baltimore, which is Maryland, isn't it? That's where Hairspray is set, you know, that music. Is it? I didn't know that. I know it's where um, that season of Serial is set when Adnan murdered that girl. Or did he? I don't know. Did he? Did you not listen to that? No, I did. Oh, you didn't pay very close attention. <laughs> you listened to 12 hours of it, did it? <laughs> Was that America? <laughs> I, th- I thought that was in Leeds. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> what, anything else about Baltimore? Um, no. There we go. That's I, th- I know. Well, no, actually, um, the Wire. You know the oh, guy that yes, wrote the no, Wire. Yeah. That have you ever read that book, Homicide: Life on the Streets by no. David Simon? It's a very good book. Read a book. Yeah, and it's it's he's the guy that created the Wire, and he was a journalist and followed the. Boston PD, uh, the Baltimore PD around, and it's the most depressing book you'll ever read because it is worse than The Wire in real oh, life. I've watched The Wire. Yeah, yeah, that's Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. There we go, Baltimore, yeah. home of crime, murder. I see what you've done there. You've linked it and David Byrne. Um, David Byrne, as I say, um, I don't but, think he's ever murdered anyway. Do you reckon? No, no. He, no. He, he's got a few killer riffs though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> David Byrne, Chris France and Tina Weymouth met at Rhode Island School of Design. Yeah, it's at art school again, isn't it? Yeah, art school. Art this, is, school. this is fertile ground, isn't it, for how to listen to bands. That's where we've gone wrong. Never went to art school. Mm. That's it. I know why I didn't go to art school. Uh, no, I, I, because I, we're not artistic. Yeah. Yeah. And 1973, David Byrne and Chris France... They uh, formed a little band called The Artistics. I know, cute, isn't it? It's quite cute, isn't it? I was thinking The Stylistics when I read that. Do you remember The Stylistics? That, hey there, lonely girl. Do you remember that one? No, can you you do a little bit more? Lonely girl. It's the song they keep featuring in Jackie Brown. (laughs) 
oh, I should know it then. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. good. Um, but they weren't the stylistics, they were the artistics, and it didn't work out for them. It's a bit of a shit name if you're it's in not art great. school, isn't it? Yeah, the artistics. I, I would expect more. Yeah, that would be like going to medical school and being Dr. Carl. Medicine. <laughs> Dr. Nick. <laughs> and Dr. Carl from Neighbours. Oh, I thought you meant... Do- See, that would have been clever, wouldn't Dr. it? Dr. Nick from The Simpsons. Was, oh. Yeah. Um, anyway, it didn't work out for the artistics. They never really got anywhere. But um, Bern and France and France's girlfriend, Tina Weymouth, moved to New York and lived in a flat together. And they kept playing, but uh, they couldn't find a bassist. Hmm. Because Tina wasn't in the band, was she? She, she wasn't in the she band. She was like the roadie. She was the roadie and basically the just hung around because she was Francis' friend, her girlfriend. So they said to her, do you want to learn bass? Yeah, why don't you just learn bass? Why don't bass? I hang around with people that say things like that? Uh, do you want to learn bass? Yeah. Come on and learn it then, you lazy bastard. Yeah, that's it. I'm too lazy. Um, so, so basically she learnt bass by listening to Susie Quattro records. That's As what, you, you do. That's the story. Um, and uh, this is the thing that annoyed me, Matt. There's a lot of things that annoy me in life. It's my yeah. age. June 5th, 1975. Mm. These three get their first gig together as the Talking Heads. Mm. Do you know what their first gig was? I know that they, who they were supporting. The Ramones. Isn't that ridiculous? It's a, rather silly. If, you was, if we had a first gig somewhere, we'd be supporting... When we have a first gig somewhere. Yes. Some um, shit, guy. you know, rubbish cover band in a pub in Worthing they come they um well I hope so they uh they <laughs> supported <high>. CBGB at <laughs> the CBGB's they they supported CBGB's. uh Ramones as their first kick as the Talking Heads that's pretty epic start that's pretty impressive stuff isn't it that incredibly incredibly now, impressive one thing you notice listening to uh Talking Heads or learning about Talking Heads is man do they whack through these albums they don't waste any time at all do they they are like um a conveyor belt of Riffage. <laughs> That's actually what they were commonly known as. Um, 1976. So they, they get together in 1975, first gig. 1976, they record three demos for CBS. CBS go... They didn't have a, they didn't have a contract with them, did they? They go, nah, don't like nah. them. So they take them to Sire. Um, Sire Records, who I'd never heard of before, actually. Have now. Absolutely. And they signed them in 1976. Good decision. In 1977, they release... Uh, Love Arrow, Building on Fire. Mm. Um, which, Don't forget the arrow. Yeah, the arrow apparently stands for Goes To, so Love Goes To, Building on Fire. That was their first single. I really like that track. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's a good one. Should we have a little listen? Let's have a little listen. When my love Stands next to your love I can't compare love When it's not love It's not love It's not love Which is my face Which is a building Which is on fire That was Love Goes To Building On Fire, the first single ever released by Talking Heads, 1977, when Matt was just minus five years old. Only minus five. I remember it well. <coughs> I remember it well. Um, 
I like the bird noises and the little bit where he goes, tweet, 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 like little birds. Yes. But it's fairly traditional, isn't it? It's not sort of, it's cool new wave song, but it's not the sort of radical stuff that you'd get, expect them to do when you look back at their career. Um, they go a bit further out into the realms of alternative. They do, don't they? They do. Now, just a month after that single came out, they hook up with Jerry Harrison, who... Did you read anything about Jerry? I know about his history after Talking Heads a little bit. Oh, right. Well, his history before Talking Heads is also pretty impressive. He um, he was a keyboard player and... had he just the keys, man. Just, <laughs> just graduated from Harvard with a degree in architecture. Oof. That's pretty good, isn't it? He must it? be clever. But That's he's like pretty pivotal, isn't he? He's pretty pivotal to their future sound. The keyboard is a big part of their hmm. music. They got some big old fat keyboard lines. They, they they certainly do. He also played the guitar as well, didn't he? Yeah. So first album, Matt, Talking Heads '77, new wave, sort of alternative acoustic-y. What do you make of it? It's like the most amazing first album I think there is. Really? Yeah. Is it better than Debut by Bjork? Yes. Is it better than some other first albums? Probably. Wow. Probably. Those are the two, yeah. two that's that I as, think that, of. That's as definite as I can get. No, is it better than Funeral by Arcade Fire? Well, there is a link there, isn't that's there? That's a shit-hot first album. Um, um, well, you, you couldn't compare. Because you could if you had some balls. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't... If I was born in 77 yeah. and I was listening it for the first ever time, then... If it was contemporary. Yeah, yeah then I would... my. My balls would explode listening, listening and to none it. of us want that <laughs> exactly. So just as well I was minus minus whatever five years old. Well, balls did explode because there was considerable critical acclaim for this album, and by jinkers, it's an absolute stonker, isn't it? It's it's phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. It is phenomenal, phenomenally, um, and it features the epic classic Talking Heads track "Psycho Killer," yes, which um, I saw referred to as Alice Cooper doing Randy Newman, which is kind of right, because it is sort of, it's quite a simple bass and acoustic guitar-driven song, but it's, man, it's dark and quirky and twisted. Oh, but that, that's the beauty of quite a lot of um, Talking Heads songs, and I'll probably get a, a slap by talking major, major Talking Heads fans, but, but they do start off with very, very basic uh, basses. Yeah. And then... They Build. get more and more complicated. Yeah, and complicated. And some of this stuff is... I, I still can't wrap my head around you write a, how you write a song like that. I don't know how you get there. I know how you sit down and write... I couldn't write a really amazing song on four chords, you know, like a classic yeah. rock song. But I understand that you sit down, you work out the chords, and you think, hey, man, this is really cool. If I sing this and play this... Mm. You know, like you think someone like Tom Petty, who's like, to me, like the great American rock music songwriter. Yep. I understand how he does that. I have no idea how you write Once in a Lifetime by yeah. Talking Heads. I have no idea how you do that. Or Nothing But Flowers. Or, or Nothing But Flowers, or Burning Down the House, or something yeah. like that. They're just bonkers. But yeah, we, we digress slightly. Yeah, isn't it absolutely mental, this album? Do you, the, the really great thing... Look, ah, that's probably not the right thing to say, but I, I generally never say the right thing on this podcast, it's I don't true. think. But... When Psycho Killer was released as a single, do you, do you know the fascinating fact? No. About there actually being a serial killer going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I did read about this. It was um, during The Son of Sam. Son of Sam. Uh, yeah. David Berkowitz, is that yeah. him? He's the, I think he's the guy that. He, he terrorised New York, didn't he? He was yeah. as, like a strangler or, a, I don't know, shot people or something. But he yeah. was the he guy. Killed people, yeah. 
he was famous um, because he's one of he may have been the first other than Jack the Ripper serial killer to write letters to the press saying I am and he called himself Son of Sam. But I think he was the one that when they caught him, he told him that he's, he told everyone that his dog had told him to do it, which is always a good sign of sanity, that. Yeah. Um, I may be wrong Thank on that. Thank God you don't have a dog. Serial killer fans can update mm. me. But that is the best publicity, isn't it? Isn't it? Song? People thought it was basically about that, but yeah. they would, they'd written it ages before. Ages. Um, I really like some of the things I'd read about this song, actually. it's um, Apparently, Tina Weymouth came up with the idea of putting part of the lyrics in French, and that's meant to show the psycho killer has like a split personality oh. and keeps like flipping from one to the other. That makes which, sense. Which is quite cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and also the most famous, most famous for the fact that your band in college used to play this song, didn't yeah, they, as a yeah, cover? Yeah, we did. And that was around the time I first got introduced to Talking Head through our mutual friend, Nobby. Nobby, yeah. And he was the first to introduce me to Talking Heads as well. Yeah. Yeah, stop making sense. He said, you've oh. got to watch it. But well, we'll come, on to, to that. we'll come on to that later. But also, Psycho Killer, um, there's, an, uh, I've not read it, but the book, it's a, uh, um, a book about talking heads. I can't even remember who it's written by, but guess what the title's called? Is it not Psycho Killer? For fa 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 I thought it was absolutely classic. That's brilliant. Yeah. I was gonna actually gonna make a joke later that I think <laughs> talking heads are fa 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 fucking good. <laughs> but now I can't. Oh, you can't. Uh, you? Now you've you've stolen but, my thunder. Give it back. Some other amazing songs on that album. Yeah, there are. I, I the book I read. Uh, yes, you, you you grabbed that out of my my gullet. And I like no compassion as well. And I, yeah. I tell you why I like it. It's um. Like a bit like Psycho Killer, it's sort of about not being able to connect to people. And I was thinking about that. And then later on, during my research, I read about someone said, isn't it weird how Talking Heads have never written a love song? And I thought, actually, none of their songs are about yeah. love, are they? They're all about really abstract, quirky sort of stories yeah. and stuff. But there's never a sort of, he never says my heart or, you know, I love yeah. this or anything like that. And I think that's kind of cool. I quite like the idea that yeah. people sing about something a bit different. Although he did sing um, a song to a lamp. Shade, didn't he? Yeah, the uh, naive song, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, whatever that's called. Um, Sugar on my tongue is a ace song at the end of that album as well. Should we? Um, should we listen to what? Do, what do you want to listen to off this album? Should we? Should well, we? What do we both? Um, the book I read. Let's have a listen to the book I read. Yeah, classic. That was the book I read from Talking Heads' first album, 1978. Everything's happening in the world. My brother's just been born. Oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah. And um, out in the Bahamas, a band called Talking Heads are recording more songs about buildings and food. Mm, with, classic. With their new producer, 
Brian Eno. Mm. Now, why do we know Brian Eno? Why does someone walking down the street know who Brian Eno is? Because he is a very, very influential musician, a man. Isn't he just? And he's a very influential uh, producer, having been, uh, well, I suppose most famous for working with uh, David Bowie. David. Um, and also being in, um, I've forgotten the play name, what they called Roxy Music. Is, yeah, yeah, with, uh, with, with, with my mate Brian Fer- Ferry, who I met at a Bob Dylan concert. Did you? Yeah. What did he say to you? I didn't say anything. I should have said something fun, shouldn't I? Um, yeah, because I'm sure he gets that all the time. He probably would have. I should have said, "Are you Brian Eno?" And see what he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I recognise you. It's the hair. Yeah, you're Brian Yacht, aren't you? No fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Barge. <Yeah. laughs> Brian Barge. He sounds like someone that runs a, a fairly successful components factory in Yorkshire. Oh, um, I thought he was famous. <laughs> More songs about building some food. Brian Eno's on board. Bit of a fuller sound, a bit punkier. Yeah. Complex rhythms, that's what. Exactly. Dim complex rhythms. He's like bringing in bringing in some shizzle, isn't he? Isn't he just? Some psychedelic funk. He's a good match, though, isn't he? Because he, David Byrne is essentially like an art school performance art odd bod. Um, that's probably a nice, nice way. And Eno just brings that out and gets some amazing music out of him, I think. Yeah. Um, I really like obviously one of the big tracks and I think the first track on the album is Thank You For Sending Me An Angel which is a big song of theirs that is so if, if, if I think about a talking head sound it starts off yeah it, it's proper talking heads very much so um, and also I really like the Found A Job song on that oh with that God. damn that television what a bad picture it starts with and it's like that's I was saying about their songs being quite abstract it's about a couple who have falling out of love so they decide to make a hit TV show together and you think like it's a great pop song but also really really complex musically mm. and funky and you can it's dance those, to it again it's one of those ones that are bass driven and just immense 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 um, also cover of the Al Green song Take Me to the River which was their first top 30 hit yeah so it's one that um, brought them into sort of the public eye it's weird it? isn't it when you look back on a band they yeah. have always been sort of known to you in some way, shape or form. It's weird to think sometimes it's not the big hits you'd imagine or the, the big iconic songs. Yeah, the, sort of the breakthroughs. Yeah, it was a, it was a, cover, by, a cover of an Al Green song, which is um, pretty impressive. But uh, they don't stop there, Matt, because in 1979, another album? Okay. Okay, okay, why not? Hang Fear on. of Music. Eno again. A bit darker this time. Bit darker. Uh, Life During Wartime, which has the immortal line. This ain't no party. This ain't no disco. Exactly. Up at Cities as well. <sighs> what a song. It's oh. it, again, it's bass driven. You can you can dance like you're having an epileptic seizure to it. That's how fun it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not that. They really are danceable. Yeah. They're a danceable yeah. kind of well, alternative rock act. I um challenge our listeners who have never listened to Talking Heads before to to put on a song like uh, Cities or um, uh, Found a Job um, and try not to dance. Here's the the ultimate question. Okay. Can you bushwhacker to any Talking Heads? You know what? I haven't even tried. That's how much I love it. We're out of the practice, aren't we? That's the trouble. Um, I would say you could probably bushwhacker to uh, Once in a Lifetime. 
Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And also the start of Psycho Killer. The whole of Psycho Killer. Yeah, just... Could, yeah. And you would look like a psycho, too. Exactly. Which is, which is a positive thing. But Fear of Music is a, is a good... Uh, good one and i saw the guardian described some of the tracks on there as cocaine disco which really? um yeah i really like the line actually in cocaine the um look over there dry ice factory good place to get some thinking done mm. are they just abstract lyrics that don't make any sense there always seems to be like a thread to me that thinks yeah this kind of does make sense i like what he's saying and he's got a slightly disaffected sort of way of singing hasn't he as well yeah he sounds a bit like a preacher yeah, and I, yeah, I think that's all obviously part and parcel of uh, sort of the the show. Yeah, yeah, they're frigging awesome, and I uh, I'm very. It's been nice this week to spend some time digging deep into Talking Heads because digging deep, digging deep because there's so much in there. It's so rich. Yeah. But even on the album, you've got tracks like Heaven, which is completely different. Yeah, a beautiful track. I I know it mainly from Stop Making Sense again. Because there's a oh, version of that yeah. on there, isn't there? But yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful, soft, spiritual song. Yeah, spiritual's a very good word. But uh, yeah, how you can mix all that stuff together? They've got some crazy shiznit coming out of yeah. their coming out of their studios. Uh, I think <coughs> it's you, early on. You see that they've got this, um, particularly David Byrne has got this passion, this amazing energy and passion, and it certainly comes through their music but particularly their live performances. Yeah, well. I wonder if they're a little bit... They are a band, very much a band, and it's only late, very later on they start being sort of David Byrne and three other people. Mm. But like, it must be difficult when you've got someone that sort of alternative and energetic and talented trying to kind of harness that without just going bonkers yeah. because it sounds like he could be quite a frustrating character to be around. I Tina Weymouth, I think, many years later said that he was impossible to have a friendship with yeah. because he, he just didn't give anything yeah. back. Yeah. Um, and that you spend like 20 years of your life with someone and they just don't give a shit about you. That's got to be quite weird, isn't it? Especially when you've grown up with them. It's not exactly. like you were they, just they brought into together, the band. Yeah. It's not like yeah. you were brought into the band as a, like a keyboard player and you yeah. think, oh, well, you know, I just do my job. She was like, doesn't like us at all. Just yeah. doesn't really give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're pleased he doesn't give a shit because he does make good records. The yeah. 1980, Matt. What do you make of uh, their fourth album? Their fourth album in four years, Remain in Light. Um, this is seen as their breakthrough, proper breakthrough uh, album. It's got, obviously, the, um, Once in a Lifetime, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal record and an amazing video. Yeah, and but, top 20 in the UK, that single. That's, I'm proud to be yeah. a member of the UK when you think a song like that hits the top 20. That's pretty awesome, 1980. I remember, and it's probably someone incredibly famous, and I've got to apologise because I can't remember the name. I've only just remembered that I read it. Um, but they were talking about, they, they were journalists, and they were going over um, to, it would have been New York, um, because John Lennon had just been killed, and he was going to write mm. a piece or something about it. Um, and oh, did he know John Lennon? Because he, he was very sad. Yeah. Um, and he, he um, had had this on tape or something and he listened to it and he kept on playing it and playing it and yeah. playing it again and he said it was just inspirational song once in a lifetime I kind of I kind of get that it's it's an amazing song once in a lifetime and I would say this kind of takes me back to a, a different time in that I knew of this song years before I knew of the talking heads and you know how when we were kids before the internet you would grab you'd get a snatch of something and think I like that yeah 
but it'd be gone and you think I don't know what that was yeah. I've no way of finding out what that was and you don't link it till later on no and perhaps I saw the video or something I thought that's really interesting and then you'd be out somewhere and you'd hear a snatch of it again and you think that must be that song I like never hear it again and it's only tens of years later that you think oh that's that song and I like the rest of their stuff yeah. that happened loads when we were kids because nowadays you just google it or yeah. you'd go onto an app an on app. your smart telephone yeah. and you know download the internet onto it or something and you'd know all about it god you are technological yeah but it's it's a pretty mental song on a pretty good album but the you said about the video for once in a lifetime made the um made Time's all-time best video list. And for anyone that hasn't seen it, do check it out. It's basically David Byrne looking like he's losing his mind, isn't it? In a suit yeah. and glasses, like a buttoned-up businessman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of describing it. <coughs> good way of describing it. Yeah. Um, interesting fact musically about that song, no chord changes in the entire song. Oh. There you go. So I might be able to play it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I can't play that chord. Um, but again, yeah, it's it goes back to what I said earlier about the basis of a lot of their songs is quite simple until they build it up into. Is it production? Do you think is that the the genius kind of comes in the production? Because I read a little bit about how they put that song together, and it seemed like David Byrne and Brian Eno just got the band to play some random sounds, disappeared yeah. for a month, and came out with that. Yeah record it's it is pretty incredible to listen to and do check it out once in a lifetime um but there, there was um i'm not sure if it's rumors and stuff but um old tina was playing all her bass and things and she was told and i think it was by chris her boyfriend uh, or husband then yeah. um that um what um well the two brian's got together Two Brian's, Brian and Burn, <laughs> Brian and David got together, and they re-recorded a bass on the whole nice. album. But I'm not sure if that's uh, true. I wouldn't be surprised. But I wouldn't be surprised. No. Um, the album in its whole, on its in its whole though, is quite kind of influenced by the West African musician uh, Fela Kuti, and I read, I I didn't draw this conclusion, that it relies heavily on West African polyrhythms. Huh. I know them well. Yeah. 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 So if you're suffering from West African polyrhythms, <laughs> yeah. there's a cream for that, right? There's a fact sheet. Yeah. But yeah, what, what, an al- what an album that is. And it's pretty awesome because it also includes Cross Eyed and Painless, which is a bit of a thumper. Thumper. Yeah. That's, what, that's my other word for a good song on, on that album. Um, where does that stand in your list of their best albums? Mm, he's yeah. chewing that bottom lip. I am chewing that bottom lip. I mean, I love, love, love Talking Heads 77. Yeah. Just because it's the first and it's fresh and it's raw and it's... It's a romper stomper. It's a romper stomper. It's Matt's romper um, stomper of the week. And it's got Psycho Killer on, which is just a phenomenal song. Um, and lovely and basic, but genius and mm. complicated all at the same time. Um, so it's probably one of my least favourites, but it's... but. But it's Talking Heads, so it doesn't... It's still good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's still a bloody brilliant album. Well, Talking Heads had a little bit of a rest after that. Four albums in four years. A hiatus? A hiatus, yeah. A hiatus? Yeah. Yeah. A hiatus. A hiatus. Um, they did bring out the live album, the name of the band is Talking Heads. Um, but it wasn't until 1983 that they came out with Speaking in Tongues, which is probably their most accessible album, would you say? It's, yeah. It's a... It's a fucking great record, I tell you that. It is. Um, it's definitely their commercial breakthrough, and it's got a couple of my favourites of theirs on. What are they? I like making Flippy Floppy. 
big fan of making I was floppy. just listening to that and that bass yeah it's oh what is, is it something with disco sound but yeah but, it's it's but it, funky and it's like it's not shit disco <laughs> no it's like disco but aggressive yeah yeah really aggressive it's a thumper um and also one that i wanted to just give a little listen to the to the people at home is this one which is uh girlfriend is better oh yes Girlfriend is better off speaking in tongues from 1983 by Talking Heads. I just love that. It's got such a great driving bass thump to it, isn't it? It's a it's kind of synth synthy almost, isn't it? Oh, it's it's lovely. It's lovely. Um, the one thing that annoys me about this album is Tom fucking Jones. He's he is cover. the guest vocalist on all of the songs. <laughs> yeah. um, his cover. When was it? In nineties, late nineties, burning down the house, and it was oh my. It was the most hideous, disgusting thing. Who did he sing that with? Or did he just sing it on his own? He he. It was wasn't time... it someone from the Cardigans? No, he. Oh, I don't know. He he did a few songs that were irritating at the same time. He did that he did... record called Reloaded, didn't he? Which was him doing covers of modern songs. Oh, he did to um... celebrate his ninetieth birthday thirty <laughs> years ago. Um... Um, he did one with is it Karis from? Um... Oh. oh um... Mulder and Scully, yeah. whatever they were, yeah. Catatonia. Catatonia. Yeah. <laughs> he did a song with David Duchovny. <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean. We're referring, obviously, to Burning Down the House, which was a top ten hit off this album. Yeah, and is ninth, a, is a great, it? great song. I think it's the first track on this album, actually. Yeah, it is. Um, it's but a brilliant song. There's some seriously funky stuff on there. I really like This Must Be The Place as well, and yep. uh, Slippy People. You've written down exactly the same songs I've written They've, down. Frigging good, aren't they? Yeah. And uh, I bought myself some rather posh headphones a little while ago. Yeah. And I've been sitting at my desk. I work from home some days. Headphones clamped on. Yeah. Uh, Spotify audio setting up to ultra premium HD or whatever I can get. Out of what it. is that? It's like music so good that it sounds like they're sitting in your head playing it. Yeah. And I've just been whacking this album out. It's not the only thing I've been whacking out. <laughs> and uh, poor choice of words. And uh, it's. It's friggin' ace. It's friggin' ace. And the the record's good too. Uh, oh. oh, I'd love to see those. Uh. Uh, you don't want to see it, believe me. Um, you really don't want to see it. 
But the other thing that this album is notable for, obviously, was the tour, which uh, part of which was recorded for the film Stop Making Sense. That is the most... Uh, if if I could... Con- oh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't even speak. Matt's weeping. Yeah. It was... I don't even know when it was, but our friend Nobby... Yeah, he said, introduced us to it, said, didn't he? You, you need to watch this. And I'm not even sure if I watched it with him or I just went home... And close, I, I battened down the, the hatches, so to speak, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and watched it. And it was it was different. I was different after after watching. Yeah, it. it's. I watched it actually. Uh, I've seen it a few times, and I've got the DVD. And I was watching it once, and my good lady wife came home. She doesn't know Talking Heads particularly. She said, "Like, what's this?" And I was like, oh, "It's a concert film called Stop Making Sense." And she kind of said, "Oh." And then, like five minutes later, she went, "Oh, this one's quite good." Yeah. Oh, this is quite good. And within like 20 minutes, she was just sat next to me and didn't know any of the songs, watched the whole thing with me. Said that was really, really it's, good. It's mesmerising, it is. It? That is, oh, yeah. Matthew, that is the word. Yeah. It is spellbinding and mesmerising. A couple of weeks ago, I put it on um, and uh, I didn't have anything on. Uh, no, I was wearing clothes. It's completely <laughs> nude. But I, I, I didn't have anything planned for the evening. What are you doing, Matthew? Oh, he's watching Stop Making Sense. He always does this <laughs> naked. Children were in bed. Thank uh, God. God. <laughs> Wife was out. <laughs> <laughs> Big... Leslie was round. <laughs> I put my big white suit on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, it's just, um, oh, it's just phenomenal. Directed by Jonathan Demi, who the the concert film, who was famous, went on to be very famous for directing the Silence of the Lambs, which was uh, a big I thought I recognised a big that. movie about Moida. Um, but yeah, filmed over three nights at the uh, was it the Pan- Pantages? Do you say that theatre in Hollywood? But Jesus Christ, if you want to get a sense of what Talking Heads might be like, just go and watch yeah. this. I just love... It's performance art without the wanky implications yeah. of that. The way it builds up, he comes on with his little ghetto blaster and his acoustic yeah. guitar. And then song by song, another person of the band comes out. Yeah. It's just genius. It is genius. And you think, oh man, I wish I'd seen Talking Heads. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen David Byrne? I know no, some of our friends have seen it. No, I haven't. No, oh, some of our friends have seen Nobby's it seen multiple him. times. And he was talking about his very, very short shorts at one point. About Nobby's. Or, yeah. uh, someone, um, someone had very short shorts. It, it was you when you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. But yeah, Stop Making Sense, amazing. I would say it's probably the uh, the soundtrack of it is probably the album by Talking Heads I listen to most. It's They're kind of definitive versions of some of their songs. The version of Psycho Killer on that, when he comes on with his little ghetto blaster, is the version I think of. And the way he he plays it, the thing I love about... Aggressive acoustic guitar. Psycho Killer, for example, is that you can play it, they play it in so many different ways. It's a different song. I'm going to hit you with the word to describe his performance. Precision. And the way he... And you said it's aggressive acoustic guitar playing, and it is. Um, but the rhythm he gets from his uh, oh. hand is um, <laughs> oh. well, something I've been complimented I'd on love myself. To, love to give him some maracas there. Now, I'm not saying that's by no means the end of their career in any sense, but it's. I would say it's definitely the kind of the artistic pinnacle? peak, isn't mm. it? It's the pinnacle. Mm. 1985, they come out with what is the commercial peak. I'm surprised at this, that Little Creatures was their biggest album. Two million copies it sold. And uh, it is essentially all songs by David Byrne. This is where they start to become David Byrne's band. Apparently, even during Stop Making Sense, they were all quite pissed off with each other. Yeah. Um, It has the song And She Was, which was a big radio hit. Um, Quite conventional song for them. 
It's 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 a nice song, but yeah, it's not. Um, it doesn't break any doors down. No, it? it's about dropping acid, which is always good to see a song like that getting lots of radio play. Um, <laughs> and it had Road to Nowhere, which is one that I always forget that they did. Yeah. You think, oh yeah, they did I, Road to Nowhere. It was on like the. I remember there being a Millennium album or the or, um, yeah double, double CD. <gasps> That's a bushwhacker. It, oh, it certainly yeah. is, and that was on there. And um, yeah, along with other classics uplifting songs yeah yeah it's a good record it is an interesting record it's not one of their best i wouldn't say but it surprised me that it's their biggest selling album um and before we sort of wrap up talking heads let's listen to a bit of this hello there my name's dr dre and this is the how to listen to podcast with matt and guy word to your mother we're back where have you been? Nowhere, guy. <laughs> That's right, then. I, we, wasn't, we, I wasn't playing with the headphones, honestly. We're, talk- <laughs> <laughs> we're talking talking heads. We're in 1986. We're four years old. Yeah, thank God we're alive. We're saying to our parents, Mummy, when's Talking Heads' new album coming out? And they're saying now. because And, uh, and we say thank you. Because True Stories comes out, the soundtrack to Burns' film. Uh, what do we think of that? Apparently, Wild Wild Life was a big hit. Was it? I'm... Yeah. Do you skip it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I suppose the interesting fact for modern fact fans is that the song Radiohead is oh, on yeah. that. <coughs> I've got a cough. Have you? I hadn't noticed. Uh, I thought you were being rude, saying rude things yeah. behind my back. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the song Radiohead is on... True stories. And, and what's the fact about that? Um, the band Pulp yes. liked it. Oh, did they? Yeah. And they named themselves after it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. Um, but I suppose we're, we're drawing to 1988, which was their final album, the album Naked, which I think is quite good. I People sort of oh. look down their nose at it as in like, oh, yeah, that was just... Oh, they run out of steam. Blind and nothing but flowers are nothing but flowers is a beautiful song. Blind is brilliant, and it features Johnny Marr on guitar. Does it? Yeah, that's Johnny. That's the master. Didn't know that. Yeah, and Kirsty McCall on um, backing vocals. Yeah, Yeah. but Johnny Marr. There you go. That's um, (laughs) that's that's one for fact fans out there. Are Um, they modern fact fans or? Yeah, modern fact fans. Absolutely. (laughs) I like the I like this the lyrics in um, Nothing But Flowers. I think they're really beautiful. And it's interesting because it's about um rather than everything that was nice being destroyed, it's about mm. everything that's been destroyed becoming nice again. It, it says uh, where there were it's factories, ironic. now there are mountains and rivers. I know. And as things fell apart, nobody paid much attention. I like that. I thought it I think it's a great song. It's ironic. But ironically beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah, and it's so Bloody African, isn't it? It is, but I would never call a girl ironically beautiful. They don't like it. No. No? Not in my experience. Um, Hey, baby. (laughs) You're kind of ironically beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I remember that one. Yeah. And what was the other song you liked on that record, sorry? Blind. Blind. Blind, blind, blind. That's it. That's, That's Let's Play. Should we listen to a bit of Nothing But Flowers? Yes, we should. This is nothing but flowers. Nothing but flowers. 
what do you make of that? It's how is this a bad record? It's not. It's not and, a bad record. And it's just a bad record for Talking Heads is a record that's much better than most other bands' good albums. Yeah. Yeah. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Have other, that. Other people, bands. Now, in 1988, that came out. 89, 90, we're thinking, will they come back? Uh, no. 1991, they split up. Yeah. <laughs> there she goes. Bit shit, isn't it? I, if, if I knew them, I would, would have been really, really. Yeah, can off. you imagine if they were one of your favourite bands and you were like, oh, shit, it'd be like when Take That broke up. I, I mean, not for me, for you. Yeah, for me. You were in pieces. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, we've discussed this before, yeah. haven't Have we? we? What, on a podcast? Or... No, no, in therapy. <laughs> um, I remember us discussing that. We light my fire. Um, 1996, five whole years later, after the split up, the other three got fed up waiting for David to come back. And they started recording they and touring themselves. Back. Did you know that? Yep. As the heads. Yeah. There was a bit of controversy around that, wasn't there? He didn't like it, did he, old Burn? He didn't like it at all. And he took legal action, basically said, they claimed they weren't trying to make money out of the name Talking Heads, but Wrongful it's three of them. use of name, wasn't it? Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh. In legal speak. Like when you called him uh, Brian. That <laughs> yeah, was wrongful exactly. use of name. Oh my God, I hope he doesn't listen His to this. His listener's probably listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> um... But, uh, you know, it's not been, they've not been uh, absent from the music scene. France and uh, Weymouth, you know, husband and wife, have continued with their, what was their side project, the Tom Tom Club. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, I, I got time for them in the sense that they got a couple of bits on the Stop Making Sense, haven't they? That one. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, you know what? Stop Making Sense would be the best live video, whatever, if it didn't have that a fucking song in yeah, it. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's You get these in music, don't you? My one, which I probably mentioned before. <laughs> where you get the slight misstep, like Sloop John B is a great song by the Beach Boys. It's on Pet Sounds, which is the greatest album of all time. That's We're not discussing that. Apparently that's a fact, modern fact. It is. Fans. But it shouldn't be on that record. It wasn't meant to be on that record. Good Vibrations was meant to be on that record. Now take Pet Sounds, take out Sloop John B, put in Good Vibrations. In, no one's even discussing what the best record is of all time because <laughs> everyone knows it. I don't have to tell people, you know. It's one of those fact fans out there for you. So, uh, but your <laughs> your point is that you take that one off off uh, Stop Making Sense, better album. You put it in the bin, you burn it. So no one has to listen to that shit. Okay. Yeah. Let's go back. Time time travel. Let's kill him. <laughs> well, Harrison, he's been busy too. Oh, Jerry, yeah. he's a record producer. Now, in 2002, they did briefly reunite. Ever so briefly. Uh, for an induction. About 15 minutes, was Yeah, it? three songs for the induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I'm pleased they're in there, because my yeah. impression of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is that some of the people that are in there are just sort of like... There are a lot of people who have just sold a lot of records, not always mm. yeah, yeah. bands that are really awesome. I agree. Um, when asked if there was any prospect of a further reunion, Byrne said, ah, No. Did you see when they they got it? Did you? I, I watched the, U, the oh, really? YouTube clip. Oh my god, it's so awkward. Is it frosty? Tina just goes on and on, and it, it's it's really cringeworthy. Yeah. Um, they're introduced by uh, Chili Pepper. Um, what? Uh, Anthony Kiedis. Kiedis. What's the relevance there? Is that he, another? He, he and he them. slept with all of them. Yeah, that... <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, no, he loved them. Oh right. Yeah, and he he pretty much. 
He especially liked the one that went. Yeah, well, we we all did like that one. Yeah, um, yeah, and he just gushed over them for about ten minutes, and then the three of them, Chris, um, Tina, and Brian, came on stage. Brian, there's not a member called Brian. Brian, David, David, I do know the band. Uh, this is a real honour, but who is that? <laughs> I'm Brian. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> the three of them were on stage. <laughs> Not Brian. Not Brian wasn't but, invited. But David was stood visibly. Oh, like a metre away. A metre away. Oh, that's a shame, isn't uh, it? It happens though. Like, look, you know, the Smiths, they had a similar fallout, didn't they? Again, they did. went to court all a bit unhealthy. When asked about the prospect of getting back together, Burns said, and this is quite tactful, musically, we're miles apart. Which I think is a bit like Paul Simon uh, with <laughs> with uh, Art Garfunkel, isn't it? It is. Um, that sort of tactful fuck off. Mm. Um, kind regards. Yeah. <laughs> but Burns has been really successful. He's had a good solo career. Looking to the eyeball in 2001 was quite a big, big album for him and um, mm-hmm. I remember that coming out. That was quite popular. And he did an album a few years ago with St. Vincent, um, which was I listened to, which was quite interesting. A single called Who, which was quite good. Who? Yeah. Oh. But uh, that kind he's of... He's done a bit of work with Arcade Fire as well, hasn't he? And he's, I know he went on stage because they covered one of Talking Heads songs. I, I can imagine their aesthetic would appeal to him because they're yeah. quite art schooly, aren't they? Mm. Um, probably a little bit kind of wanky panky. But David Bowie did something with them as well. Yeah, I think he? I think Arcade Fire are the rare things that look like hipstery twats, but they're actually a fucking awesome band. Yeah, which kind of distinguishes them from the, all the hipstery twats that just aren't in very good bands. Speaking of hipstery twats, um, there's a really good coffee shop near me. Oh, it's a good coffee shop, but you can only go in there and enjoy their fabulous homemade. Beans. Ground? Is it ground? Oh, it's fabulous. Yeah. They do all their own beans and stuff. Yeah. Fuck me, is it hipster douchebag paradise? <sighs> they may as well serve <laughs> your coffee in a little waistcoat. <laughs> <laughs> they don't? No. Oh, they're behind the scenes. Two of the people behind the till in there the other day, white chaps, dreadlocks. Okay. Um, mm. Other guy called me dude. Not a problem with that. But he had a top knot in his hair oh. and ironic tattoos. I hope they were ironic. What did they say, the tattoos? Or weren't they? Were they just pictures? They were just, I don't know what, they were just bollocks. <laughs> um, yeah, they were the sort of people that in five, ten years' time it would be acceptable for me to just tut at them. But that's you, what they were. Oh, this has got nothing to do with what you said and I feel your pain. But I was fucking tutted at today. Do you know, do you know why? Why? I was in, in co-op and... I've, they always ask me, and I got really embarrassed one time. You know the bloody co-op membership cards. I went, yeah. Are you a, are you a member, or oh, you really should be? And I got really annoyed one day, and I went, Yeah, I will do it. Is this the co-op near your house? Yeah, yeah. Just oh, here's a pound, and I've got it. And but I haven't registered the card. <gasps> you got to register the card. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I get told it every time I go in there, and so I've got this. Um, well, this makeshift card out of cardboard. And I went in today and I went, oh, th- there you go. Passed it over after I uh, um, bought my my goods. Yes. Um, 
as you do. And the woman went, oh, you haven't registered it yet. You fucking bitch. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Well, you've got to be careful in those situations. I buy a lot of things from uh, luxurious uh, pomade vendor, the body shop. Mm. And uh, every time I go in there, they've changed their loyalty card. And I went in there and they said, have you got a loyalty card? No, signed up for one. Next time I went in there, have you? Yes, I have. Oh, no, we, we used a different loyalty card this time. Signed up for that. I mean, Next him. time I went in there, exactly. They said, oh, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you can get the discount. It was a good discount. Yeah. But you need to give me your details again. So I gave them the details. Oh, hang on. And someone else came and started taking my details. So I just made them up. I said, what's your postcode? I said, A, B, C, <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> Just like, oh, come shit, on, we live on the same road, <laughs> Daddy. Uh, just to get it done, and then they said, "We can't find you on the system." <laughs> they already had my credit card. I was stuck there for about another ten minutes because I tried to be clever. As a lesson learned, just to get some body butter. Oh, did they tut at you? No, they were. They were. Yeah, you know, they were good middle class folk. They wouldn't tut at me. I couldn't believe I got tutted at. Oh, I it it's got no relevance. Should we, should we, heads whatsoever. Should we try a tut now on three. One, two, three. Yeah. That was the, it's louder than that. Though. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, but what are you supposed to do in a situation like that? I was like so shocked. I just looked at her. You've got a mad. That was it. You've got to mad it out. And by mad it out, I mean you've got to pretend that you're mad. It's like when, you know, when you're on the bus and you don't want someone to sit next to you, they say the way to get someone not to sit next to you is by when they get on is Farting. to look, the, look them in the eye and pat the seat. <laughs> <laughs> and so they'll go come here ducky I'm not sitting next to him the only drawback with that is if they're a mentalist <laughs> they might go yes sir oh um, you're on a bus so <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it though you've got to mad it out so, so next time they say oh, you haven't registered this say yes I did <laughs> my name is Mr Dolphin <laughs> or something like that I see mad it out mad it oh, out I've yeah. never done that yeah. before I think we're getting slightly off the point here. Oh, we, um, we could probably do a tenuous link, but let's not bother. Let's not bother. That was that was Talking Heads. It's good to be back, isn't it? It's great to be back. Who who are we going to be talking about next time? Was it PJ and Duncan? <laughs> no, I keep telling you, it's PJ Harvey. <laughs> Matt turned up here today and said, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> PJ Harvey next time. Oh. Let's get ready. No, no, that's PJ and Duncan yeah. again, yeah. And oh, to Decker, she's now that. known. No, that's P- yeah. PJ Harvey. That's going to be good, isn't it? Could be ace. So uh, until next time, it's goodbye from me, Guy. And it's ta-ta from me, Matt. Goodbye. Ta-ta. So, yeah, this is Psycho Killer recorded in a bathroom of all places. And this one is for Brian, whoever you are. I can't seem to face up to the facts. I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax. Can't sleep, my bed's on fire Don't touch me, I'm a real live wife Psycho killer, better Run, 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 run away Psycho killer,
start a conversation, you can't even finish it. You're talking a lot, but you're not saying anything. When you got nothing to say, my lips are sealed. Say something once, why say it again? Psycho killer, guess you say. Thank you. 